You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. It's time for the Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. Hello. I sound a bit tense. Yeah, well, I've, I've seen pictures. <laughs> I have I have a an impending water disaster over my head at the moment, so um if you suddenly hear a crash, that means the ceiling above me has collapsed onto my head. And he's not joking. I saw pictures. <laughs> if every now and then you hear something that sounds like a sploosh sound, it's water yeah. hitting David in the head. <laughs> Ugh. That's so you've got a leaky pipe, you got it fixed, but they didn't fix it because it's obviously somewhere else. No, they made it worse actually, because yeah. they the marks we had before were nothing like what we have now. So <laughs> Yeah, um, they made it worse, and it's the weekend, so no help till Monday. Oh, what a nightmare! You going to stay yeah. home from work that day, and oh, I've got to go to London um, tomorrow, and I'm not back till Thursday night. Oh, so that's great! Back. Yeah, so then yeah. your wife's got to deal and with then, it. That's right, and then on Friday I'm here for the day, and then I'm flying to France to visit my brother for the weekend. So basically, I'm just not here next week. Yeah, yeah. Hey, for better or worse, remember those vials, babe. This is this is the bad time right here. Yeah. Well, it's not breaking it your back pro- bad, but well, it is breaking my back bad because I'm going to break my back moving all the cuz all my stuff is around here cuz this is where my desk is. So I already cleared the desk. I mentioned that the other week. Um so I've got that all the stuff from my desk piled up in boxes in one room. But now all the other stuff that's around here, like uh, shelves and things like that, all needs to go as well because they're going to need to pull the ceiling down. Yep. So I've got to do all of that this afternoon as well. So that uh, will break my back. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's do this show so you can get to work on the house. Um, yeah. This is our um, round two of our comic book movies uh, bracket competition. Uh, we went through the entire first bracket and now we're on the second, so we've got four today, which will lead to two and then to one. Um, but before we get to all that, we've got some uh, cool stuff happening in the world, some stuff we want to talk about. Uh, first thing is, um, it looks like Battlestar Galactica is getting a reboot. Mm, yeah. Again. I don't know. So, well, we all went... Mm, the last time they rebooted it, it, was and fantastic. it actually turned out to be fantastic and far better than the original series which if you ever go back and watch it now is pretty schlocky well, it, to be it honest. always was it was 70s camp but it was only two seasons so it was two seasons it was uh glenn larson the guy who did um six million dollar man and knight rider and and it was kind of that sort of show an yep. awful lot of repeated special effect shots and um it was bad but the the idea behind the show was actually the idea was excellent yeah Yeah. and actually i first came across battlestar galactica by reading the novelization of because it it was this is back in the late 70s early 80s it it took ages for american tv shows to make it to our screens so i actually read the book um the novel the tv novel and um i gotta imagine that was a lot better it was it was fantastic. It had some. It also had a lot of concept artwork because they hadn't made the show at the time. At the time, they put the pictures into the book, and um, the concept artwork was ended up looking a lot like what eventually came up in the in the renewed series. Um, it was much. It was much cooler, much pointier and sharper, and and it really looked made it look kind of cool. I, and yeah, the book the book was fantastic. And uh, because it it really brought over the the, the incredible idea of of the story, um, the TV show not so much. You know, I will say this though, with the rebooted the last rebooted series, anyways. You know, they took the ideas, the the look, kind of if you will, and sharpened them up and made them a little bit more modern, and it worked. But it's really hard to come up with a better. Battlestar Galactica. I still like the first one better from the original series. I think it's a better looking ship than the one, the rebooted one. Yeah, and um, so it it I, in some respects it's hard to rate the special effects of the original one because, as I say, they did no about, forget about the special effects. I'm talking about the no, models I'm, themselves. I'm, I'm talking about them. Well, yeah, but even with that, the models and everything they they made about five or six shots for each one and then they just reuse them over and over yes. again the 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 um i do know what you mean the 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 actual ship itself the battle star in 
in the renewed series wasn't quite as cool as the no. original one but then that's because they went in a different direction they went you know this is an old battle star that uh, has been retired uh, and has, was never really meant for real service for you know having done a lot of service was never real really meant to to you know be the modern one um and and so it, it, it deliberately has like a a retro look and a kind of beat up look to it and all of that sort of thing and also as well i think with the re with the renewed series they tried to make it apart from the fact that it was fighting robots in space they tried to make it a bit more realistic yeah so you know the ships flew like ships would fly in space they had newtonian physics rather than flying like planes and um all of the colonials weapons were kind of extensions of the sort of weapons we have they use shells and bullets and nuclear bombs and that sort of thing there was there wasn't there was no laser beams uh and stuff like that um and so it it the the whole idea of the renewed one was to try and make it feel a lot more gritty and and realistic which it did and that very much fit the aesthetic of the early 2000s yeah um i'm worried to be honest with you about because you've now got the kind of the original 70s sci-fi fantasy version and now you've got a gritty reboot which was very well received it kind of lost its way towards the end but it was still extremely well received um it's to me when i I read that oh they're rebooting master galactica it's like well what else can you do you've 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 gone from one end of the scale to the other what you're likely to end up with is something in the middle that's not very good i'm i'm a little worried about that myself (laughs) I think it would be great if they started the series on Earth, you know, you know, hundred thousand years ago, when obviously they kind of left the Earth because of I don't know whatever the reason is I don't remember now the colonies if you will yeah Um, and then they're coming back to Earth and they expect Earth to be what it was thousands of years ago. uh, You're talking about Galactica nineteen eighty now, which was the. Well, failed. Well, but because they did a terrible job of it, but (laughs) but the idea of them finally reaching Earth and it's not at all what they expect, and they have to leave to lead the Cylons away because Earth is no match for the Cylons. I like the idea of that. They just did a terrible job of it. Just no, just no flying motorbikes. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) that was that's all I remember about that third show. Is that it had flying motorbikes in yeah, it. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So, thumbs up or um, thumbs but, down on a, a uh, Well, I, I, you know what? Here's, here's my position on this. Is really is, is that's been rebooted already. Rebooting it again, even 20 years later, seems like a, an op, a lost opportunity. Go out and write something new. Yeah. You know, do yeah, something you new. Yeah, writers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come up with some new ideas. Or, or if you want to set something in that universe, do it. But don't just reboot the show. You actually... Do something different in that universe. Let's, you know, let's do the first Silent War. Let's, you know, something different. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I love the look yeah. of the original Cylons more than the rebooted ones. Yeah. Um, they, those yeah. are just great. And I got a kick out of it. Every single time I watched the A-Team, and it showed Dirk Benedict, who played the yeah. original Starbucks, pointing at a Cylon walking by at a theme park. So- so I've mentioned to you that we've been watching the Six Million Dollar Man on TV here. It's on every weeknight. Well, they've finished it finally, and now they've moved on to Knight Rider. So we started watching Knight Rider, um, and I looked up some stuff about Knight Rider. And as I just mentioned, it was done by the same producer who did the Six Million Dollar Man and the Battlestar Galactica. And uh, you know, Knight Rider had that red light on the front. Yeah. The reason it had that is because. He'd had that on the Cylons, and he loved it, and he thought it was really cool. And so he says, I want a a roving red light on the front of the car. And so they did it. There was no other reason than that. It wasn't meant to mean anything. It was just because he wanted to make his black car a bit more like the Cylon. I agree with the decision. Yeah. It worked on both. Absolutely. In fact, I think every single piece of electronics from now on, starting with the Apple Vision Pro, should have a should have an light. option where you can have a just like a, a red eye, red dot moving back. But it's got to make that sound. Whoa, 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 of course, whoa. Yeah. yeah. It's not the same without no, the sound. No, the sound effects is what brings it home. <laughs> um, I didn't even know this was getting done until I saw the news literally about an hour ago. And I put in the show notes. But I had no idea this was happening. I didn't know who was starring in it. Um, and I don't know how to feel about it. Oh, wait. Well, let's go back. Thumbs up or thumbs down, Battlestar Galactic Reboot. I'm going thumbs down. I'm going thumbs down at the moment. I don't think it needs to be done. 
Tron 3 begins filming. Uh, the director sent a picture out, and it's just the chair, and it has Tron 3 on it, but the it, the 3 is incorporated into the word Tron. It's very clever. Um, and it's all red, because, you know, traditionally, Tron's been blue. That was blue. the color. Yeah. Uh, now it's all red, and it's starring Jared Leto, which it, he's a better actor than most people think he is. Uh, he gets he, a lot he, of... He chooses some terrible projects. He does. Morbius, which I still haven't seen because I just don't care. You haven't seen it. Funnily enough, uh, Leanne watched Morbius on Disney Plus uh, last week and she actually thought it was quite good. She quite enjoyed it. um, It's on Disney? I think it was on... If it wasn't on Disney, it was on Netflix. It's got to be Netflix because that's a DC. No, well, it could be a Marvel then. No, no, it's a a Sony Spider-Verse without the Spider-Man. So show, it's probably it? on, uh, yeah, it's on probably on Netflix. No, no, it's probably yeah, well, it's oh, on probably, one of them. Who maybe. Cares? Oh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's five seconds. You'll find out. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. They're not releasing anything about it, um, which I think is probably a good idea. Do we a do we need a Tron reboot? And it's it doesn't sound like it's a reboot. It's Tron three, so it's. A continuation, yeah. but it doesn't so, have any of the original actors. My guess is they're going in a whole new direction, but they're not flushing away everything that came before. Problem with Tron is that it's always been a triumph of production design over ideas. Yes. Yeah. The production well, the, the over I- story. The idea, yeah. The idea of depicting programs inside a computer as an actual world and the programs are a kind of independent beings is really really cool and the way they showed it in 1982 with that uh, that kind of rotoscoped glistering effect that they had on the, on the characters was really cool and the light cycles are really cool and having programs throw discs at each other is really cool all of that is really cool but the problem is the story they hang on that is often not very good i remember when Tron Legacy, uh, was it Tron Legacy? Yeah. The second Tron movie yep. was on the way. Uh, um, I sat my family, my young family down at the time, and I said, we're going to watch the original Tron, um, so we're ready for this, you know, and it's really cool, and I loved it when I was a kid and all of this sort of thing. And after 20 minutes, they made me turn it off. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> right, yeah, right. So I went to see the movie, and... Uh, and it was very much more of the same. It was like, you know, the production design was updated and it was really cool. Well, they, and, the, uh, big, the big thing was they de-aged, um, what's his face? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. And yeah. it was kind of the first big movie that they used. It wasn't yeah. a deep fake. It was de-aging. Uh, yeah. They should have used a deep fake, to be honest. But it was bad. It, it was yeah. plasticky. It was uncanny valley. It really didn't work. It, it, it just didn't um, and not only that they kind of you know for all the criticism i just made of the original tron story but they kind of undermined all of the original story yeah with the new story yeah and that, so all of it doesn't really make sense because actually they feel they have to stuff in everything that was in the original movie so you had to have a bad corporation driven by a bad guy who's in league with a bad computer um who's corrupted a program i barely remember gets, it yeah, well, the, but the, these are the these are the core plots, core plot points, and then and then the hero gets zapped into the computer world, and he's the only one who really knows what's going on, but he doesn't understand the computer world, so he has to have somebody take him through the computer world, and they have a big fight at the end, and he wins. Yeah, right. That is that is the plot. So only do you think in, in, that... Tron, in the second one they also had the avatar was Liver Wild in a rubber skin suit, mm-hmm. and she she ended up in the real world as well. Whoopie do. Yeah. Um, the, actually, the best Tron story I've ever ever seen was the uh, video game. They did a third person, a first person shooter called Tron 2.0, and that was really good. And the story was really good in that as well. I think the best um, I've seen was the Matrix, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, um, I again, I don't, I don't get the feeling that this is something that people are calling out for, and. Uh, We'll I, I, I kind of hope they go really in a good. totally different direction with the yeah. series. I think I think that's what a lot a lot of these supposed reboots have to do is actually say, okay, we accept what's happened before, but this is something completely new. We don't need to have callbacks or cameos or um, yeah, just go in a different direction. You know, just go in a different direction in the same universe, 
And so all you have to do is get... really look at kind of what the book, not the movie, what made the book of Ready Player One so great, and just kind of yeah. lean into that type of vibe. I think that would make yeah. Tron way better. Yeah, except you know what what does what does the world of Tron look like in two thousand and twenty four? Well, we it have... looks at like it like a regular world, unless well, you're. Well, no, it, well, yeah, maybe, but the thing is, is is. You know, the whole point about the original Tron is it all happened inside one big computer. Right. Because that's all they had in the early 80s. Yes. We don't have, we don't have that anymore. No. Now everybody has a computer that size in their pocket and they're all connected to all the others. I don't want to see, that... I don't want to see the same bad guy claw things and the glowing no. bikes and stuff. No, if, they, if they lean yeah. into that shit again, it's so okay but thumbs up but, you or know thumbs they down. will because this oh, is a nostalgia but, play yeah it's so, thumbs down it's because yep. it's another nostalgia play it's designed to appeal to people like us who love the original rather than coming up with something new i agree with you thumbs down so yeah we're oh for two for you so far hollywood <laughs> uh the other thing is and i Shocker. didn't I, I knew it was coming but i didn't realize realize they just finished filming it a uh, new disney plus series has officially concluded filming and that's ironheart um, the character was so bad in the Black Panther movie. Yeah, the whole it was completely bad. pointless her being yes. there. Yes. Yeah. Well, because she made some vibranium <laughs> detection, which was completely it, it made which, no which, sense you know, at all. Wakanda is the is presumably the uh, most expert place on the planet for vibranium. So sure, they needed some kid from US to do it for them yes right nobody in wakanda could figure out how to detect it really some mit student (laughs) that's kind of a thief and and doesn't let people's homework and shit this is this is part of the problem with the mcu now is that is that they want to bring in these new characters by blending them into existing properties and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't this time it really didn't no nope. and, and um, i don't think the character you know. deserved its own series now i could be wrong don't get me wrong I, I hope it's great i really do but i really don't think it's gonna be i mean well the character marvel boring. doesn't have a great rec yeah the marvel doesn't have a great record well it's a, um, it's iron man light and we yeah you know when we've got you know war machine out there and that's coming out as a movie that i'm interested in but i the, just the even, characters even with that the problem with war machine is that war machine can't develop his own stuff he's stuck mm-hmm. in a suit that somebody else made for him and right the warranty's expired yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the and the company that made it the guy the main guy died yeah so he's he's basically stuck in a now you see that would be an interesting movie if they're really struggling to keep the war machine suit going because they don't understand the technology and it's like it's an antique compared to new stuff and all of that that now that all of a sudden i've come up with a plot i like well it might have something to do with it won't be that it it, i bet you it won't it will it will be the usual you know some terrorist organization is has got something and he's going to go and do it and he'll probably get disowned by the government at some point during the movie and he'll still win the day that will be that's, you, you just know, said the that, plot there. You're yeah, probably right. Exactly. So I so yeah. thumbs up or thumbs down. Iron Fist or Iron, Iron Fist. <laughs> Iron Heart. Well, let's bring back Iron Fist. I enjoyed that show. Um, I, I know it's I, hard to say because my, you have you know right nothing about it. Yeah, my yeah. Yeah, my thumb is is yeah my thumb is horizontal, but it's it's. I want to see a trailer. I want to see downwards. I, I want to get a sense of what it's going to be about because I'll, I'll say right in the middle right now. I'm neither up or down. I it, it, put it this way: confidence is low given yes. Marvel's recent track record. Now that being said, did you watch Echo? I did watch Echo. So here's the thing about Echo: is uh, a lot of people are panning it like it's really bad and stuff. But man, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. I really did. I, th- I thought it was fantastic. Up until the final episode, I felt the final episode. It rushed. Went, they, well, it, I mean, and then apparently it was it was cut down. Originally, it was going to be longer, um, and there was a lot of reshoots. And the final episode kind of reeked of that. Yeah, it looked like somebody decided they didn't like the final uh, couple of episodes, and so they gave them a reshoot budget, and that only allowed them to do one, and that's what they did. And and I thought the final episode was terrible. 
Um, I didn't like the message. I didn't like the sun, the sudden introduction of massive glowy powers, which is a, a, a real Marvel trope at this point that they need to move away from. Yeah, I agree. Is all of a sudden people get magic glowy powers. Yeah, it, I don't think it was necessary for the character or to have to have it as they'd had it all the way through, which is, by the way, spoilers for Echo. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't mention that. Yeah, but all the way through, they had they'd had this concept that that her heritage meant that in times of need, the ancestors would help her. I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. But it, it just it by the final episode, it turned into I can just do this whenever I want, uh, and I can give it to anybody else whenever I want, um, and it sucked, and it really kind of ruined that that final. Well, yeah, the whole final episode I thought was hugely disappointing. They, I and thought the, I was the, hoping they were going to go in a direction that I, it's Disney, so I knew they weren't going to. That at the end, she is the bad guy. She does beat Kingpin. She becomes the new uh, king. I don't know what the female version Queen, of Kingpin. Queen Queenpin. Okay. Queenpin. I thought that would have been great because she does come across as very menacing. She has yeah. a a thing about her I really dug, but I think it works better as a bad guy, not a good guy. I don't think they should have made her a good guy. I think that uh, was th- a mistake. I, th- I think I think they should have made her an antihero, which is you know she does the she ends up doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. I think she should have destroyed Kingpin, not but then at the end avoided actually killing him. Of course, because she could have she could have because obviously they need him around, right? But she could have done the whole thing where she basically you know she she's in a position to kill him, and for one reason or another she doesn't. And. Uh, I wanted her to become it, the new that, really. kingpin of New York. I thought I think that well, no, would have uh, been better. They don't. Well, obviously, did you see that there was a post-trailer yeah, scene? Of course, they want they they want to follow the comic line, which is is you know. But he king, gives up king. being the kingpin of crime, become the mayor of New York. That's the yeah, whole well, point. So, well, maybe that's the way they're going to go because she did well, some exactly. sort of glow, glowy stuff on him. No, is, I mean the point is it wasn't really clear whether she would kind of. Healed him in the way she'd healed herself, which is to remove um, the pain. I thought it was kind of clear that or not. he was not healed, and he did not want that. And that exactly, but it but freaked the, him out, and is, it's going to push him even more towards being a no. That's but kind know. of what's the point then? If what's the point of doing that if he then is resistant to it? It just doesn't. I, I to me, as I said, it it was incoherent. Yeah, the, like the last it. episode needed yeah. a lot more work than what we got. Yeah, I probably need all in all, episode. I think it was fantastic. I really liked but it. But up until that point, I thought it'd been a great show. Yep. The only thing I don't like is they they de-emphasized her power. In the first episode, you uh, you won the flashbacks. You see her looking at people and understanding how they fight. Yep. But then they just drop that, and she's just a badass. Yeah. I, 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 and then it looks like they they're leaning towards the Echo being the glowy powers, and I, I don't see. I know they have another character, Taskmaster, who has the same ability, um, but I don't think they ever really showed that off that well either. Um, I, I tell you what, I'm reminded. Did, have you ever seen the um, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes yep. films? Yep. Yeah. So I know, you remember in those ones that, that they have this great sequence at the beginning where he's prize fighting. And they they kind of, using voiceover and slow motion, they show how somebody who's incredibly intelligent and observational could use that to his advantage in a fight. And it was a really great scene because you think, oh, yeah, how can Sherlock Holmes be fighting these big guys? And yet they show how he's able to beat them. Yeah. yeah. Because he's doing calculations and he's he's anticipating things and he's seeing things that they don't even know they're doing. And I feel like really that's what Echo needed. Is they needed a way of showing the fact that actually she's capable of seeing what people are doing and, and adapting to it in a way that, that makes her special rather than her just being the... You know, the pure badass because she overcomes all this adversity, which don't get me wrong, I think is an amazing it, the the way they portray her is as a um, is really quite inspirational as somebody who's not hold back by any of these apparent yeah. disabilities. Oh, and not fantastic. only that, the reason one of the reasons they could do that is the actress who plays her is both deaf and an amputee. There is no CGI involved with that fake leg. See yeah? that's I didn't know she, that. Yeah. She is a real amputee. And they basically adapted her action scenes to reflect that, reflect the the additional capabilities that gives you if you have a leg, for instance, that doesn't feel pain and that you can pivot off in a way that you might not be able to pivot off a real leg because of bones and ankles and things like that. And, yeah, I think that was what I mean. 
she is an amazing actress because she before um, Hawkeye she'd never acted before. This was her first major role. She, I think and she was fantastic. And now she's carried a whole series. And what, whatever you think about the the story itself, you can't fault her performance. It's flawless. Oh, she was great. Throughout. Yep. Yeah. And and I will say yeah. this: Where does the character go? And I don't think it goes anywhere. Uh, she's, she doesn't belong in the Avengers, obviously. The Young Avengers, maybe I don't know. The Defenders, maybe Street Line Street, but I don't know. I, uh, I, but the point is, we, we don't know at this point what Marvel are planning to do with all these. Oh, that's the point, though. Doing. I mean, that's yeah. kind of the point. So, I, where does this character go? I don't see a path forward the pro- for the character. To well, be the, honest, the problem is they didn't leave anything in, open. In, in this show, yes, yeah, she went through a full arc, a redemption arc that was based on her background. And I think actually they did a really good job of, of sticking to that and showing yeah. all of that. But they also um, made it you're clear right. that she belongs and she really should be in her hometown there. So where does that leave her with the rest of the MCU? Well, yeah, you're meant to think at the end, by the way, she's still got the motorbike and everything like that. She's on her way off somewhere else. So what, what exactly, where would she go? What would she do? Exactly. It's, it's, it would have made more sense. Like I said earlier, that she became the queen pin, that she became the well, bad guy. Perhaps part of the reshoot strategy was to close off her story, so we're never going to see her again. Well, and that would be a shame. It would be a shame, but that's that could be what they've done. I don't know. I put this in you the know. show notes um, a while ago, and we never talked about it, and I want to finally come back to this. You've seen The Boys. I have seen The Boys, yes. I've read the uh, comics as well. Um, mm-hmm. And me too. I, I put this question, is Homelander the best villain in modern comic shows slash movies? I would say yes, even over Thanos. Well, I think the Homelander uh, is just a brilliant they've, character. They've played with this in the DC universe a bit. Obviously, the um, uh, the Flash movie kind of toyed with this a little bit, and, uh, and certainly... Um, the Superman and Lois TV series they do on the CW has fully embraced the idea of what what do you do in a, on a world where Superman is evil, right? Because they have uh, John Irons um, who's come from that that universe. Um, so the most terrifying thing, and and one of the one of the subcurrents in any modern treatment of Superman is is can you trust him to do the right thing? Is he really the Boy Scout he claims to be? Because if he wasn't He's virtually unstoppable. And uh, and effectively, that's what the boys does. It says if you have a character who is Superman, because Homelander is basically Superman. Yep. Yeah. And and he's evil or even worse than being evil. He's mentally unstable. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think he's evil. <laughs> I think that he is a sociopath. He's messed up. Yeah, he's messed up. He's yeah. messed up by the fact he was created and the way he was brought up and the way he's been exploited, um, and he has no moral compass. And um, yeah, he's he's a nutcase. Yeah, who flits from idea to idea. And, and what's then, more and scary then, than a, a, a truly psychopathic? Yeah. I mean, just an, a, a Superman. A, 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 that's, psych- a psychopathic there's, Superman. There's is, no yeah. moral compass at all. No. And and he's unstoppable. I'll tell you where else they play with this is with uh, Invincible, um, because obviously. Well, uh, yes in, and no. He's he's meant to be a Superman-like character, and he's also not on the straight and narrow. The uh, father. Well, I don't know if you read the comics or in Invincible or not. I haven't read the Invincible comics. All right, I've only it's, seen it's, the TV it's, show. It's even better it's, it's than more, the TV show. Right. Okay. Who, who the father is when he comes to the planet, that's who he actually yeah. becomes. And right. it, things kind of work out for the dad, if you will, um, okay. and for the mom, if they follow, and they pretty much have so far. But, but if you've watched the, t- the, first episode, the first episode of the TV show, basically Superman murders the rest of the Justice League. Yes. So, you know, I mean, again, it's, it's a similar sort but of idea. But not because he's evil or anything, though. He's doing it for duty, for his home planet, that he's yeah. there... To prepare the earth to... Prepare the earth for conquering. Yeah. To be conquered, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes it all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's different than truly psychopathic because... (laughs) Yeah. I admit he's not not a psychopath. He's just a murderer. But that, you know... Yeah. But he thinks the Voltramite Empire is better for the earth long term. It gets rid of all of our conflict. No more hunger. No more disease. He really yeah, does think that this is going to be better always, for the Earth. Yeah, it's always um, 
disturbing when somebody thinks the you know the best way of solving peace is start killing people. Well, but there you go. He had to, he had to kill them so he could lay the groundwork for the invasion eventually. I I agree. Yeah, I agree. But, the, but I, uh, I think that the Homelander, in my opinion, is one of the best characters we've ever got. Oh, he's and, and don't get me wrong, the way he's played on the TV he's, show, he's more scary on the TV it, show he than is, he is in the comics. Terif- oh yeah, the, I, I mean, absolutely. The guy who plays him is terrifying as Homelander. Yeah, because he's got that whole, you know. <laughs> Yeah, the marbles are all rolling around up here, and anything could happen. And you could see time. in his eyes; he plays it so <laughs> yeah. well. He's sitting there smiling, and yeah, it, it, wow, he's so good in the role. He is, he is, um, and uh, so it really is. It's, I think it's what's made that show because a lot oh, of agree. the rest, a lot of the rest of the show has departed so much from the comics that it's lost some of what made the comics so great. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. Because in the comics. The boys all take Compound V as well, so they can fight toe-to-toe with the superheroes, which gives gives their band a different dynamic. Because in, in the TV show, they're always underdogs who are on the verge of defeat. Yep. So it's it's a completely different dynamic. I mean, yeah. in, in... In the comic books, their whole thing is to go kill these people that are just super-powered animals. They, yeah, they don't live and, by norms. And they're... also as well, you know, the real... The real, the real villain in the comics is Billy Butcher because he's the one who's a little bit unhinged. Yes. Yeah. And not only that as well, in the comics, his arrogance and his, uh, you know, the fact that he doesn't care about anything yeah. is is derived from what he's been doing. Yes. Whereas Carl Urban, much as I love him, and I, I do love him in The Boys, I love his Billy Butcher, but it's a very different character. Because 100%. He, with him, it's all bravado. Yep. And he's trying to bluff his way through it. Yeah, but he's still um, showing whereas, his heart. And it's like, nah, exactly. Billy Butcher doesn't have the heart that... He- Billy Butcher in, is is a, a is another sociopath in, in the yep. boy, in the comic book. Yes. He really is, yeah. you know. <laughs> so let's jump so, into our, uh, our bracket, because I think we both agree Homelander is the best. He's just yeah. awesome. I'm looking forward to season, I think, four or three or whatever it is. Um so we went through our entire first round and we picked our first group of winners. Um, I think for the most part, we were pretty much, I think we had one coin flip, but other than yeah. that, we were pretty much lockstep on, you know, all the stuff that we picked. Now it gets a little harder because these are all the teams or movies, if you will, um, that already won once. So we already know some of the strengths as well as the weaknesses. And so the first one we've got, is Captain America the Winter Soldier against the original Deadpool. Hmm. Both of these are really good movies for totally different reasons. Yep. Um, Deadpool started it. That's This is the first Deadpool. This is where... I mean, look, we've got one MCU release coming out this year, and it's Deadpool 3, and everybody's yep. dying for it. Um, yep. If there was a Captain America movie coming out this year, would we be looking forward to it the way we are Deadpool? I would say no. No, but he's had a lot more screen time. A lot um, more. That's true as a well. A lot more screen time. Yeah. But, you know, one's an espionage movie. Really, that's what The Winter Soldier is. It's an espionage yeah. story. Yeah. Um, and it's done in kind of a 1970s vibe, the whole thing. It, it feels like it could have been... If you'd taken out Captain America as a, as a you know, who he is as a superhero... And you did this type of movie back. It was a Russian agent and a U.S. agent. Yeah, and it would have worked. Thriller. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it well, totally. Well, yeah, not espionage, th- a spy thriller. Thank you. Spy thriller. Yeah. 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 Um, but I still think the Winter Soldier is one of the best comic book movies of all time. Uh, I'd be inclined to agree, and I think I would lean towards the Winter Soldier over Deadpool, um, just because. The Winter Soldier, basically, uh, well, Captain America generally, but the start, the, the, that movie and the things that are put in train in that movie kind of underpins the whole of the uh, of the Thanos yes. saga. Um, they couldn't really have done um, Infinity War and Endgame without Captain America's participation. And, you know, really, the Winter Soldier is where they first took the character from you know really after the after the he, i mean don't get me wrong he was great in the avengers but this was the one where they basically said yeah this guy can carry all different types of movies and this guy is an is a 
uh, an avatar for the whole of the Avengers. Yes. Whenever he's on screen. He's a fully fleshed out character when he comes into this. We we think we know who Captain yeah. America is. Um, but this solidifies that. He is he yeah. is Captain America. And I think Chris Evans in this role <laughs> is so good. I mean So exactly. I, uh, and also all the supporting in this. I mean this Fantastic. This is, well let's be this honest, has, this is probably uh the Black Widow's best outing. I think so. Uh, and and let's face it, it's called Captain America. This is the first time they started doing you know every movie is an Avengers movie, right? Um, well, we get the Falcon really, in here, and the whole yeah. on your left was so yeah. good. You uh, you totally believe these two characters just met and uh, they become great friends immediately because they see a lot of each other in each other. Yeah, and yet and and also and also you see you see you see the the story that the winter soldier is going on yeah you see how he's also been manipulated yep. and you know he's going on the the anti-hero anti-hero redemption art but they do it over a whole load of movies yep. and let's not forget this was directed by the russo brothers yes. who then went on to do uh an uh infinity war and endgame which yep. are probably you know well, let's not with, forget the, this the, the bad guy if you want to call it that in this movie is iron man yeah. Because you're kind of rooting for Iron Man to lose. No, hang on. No, well, this is the, you're talking about Civil War. Oh, this yeah, is Civil Winter War. Soldier. Yep, sorry. Yeah, the bad guy in this one is Robert Redford. Yeah, that's right. You know, um, I, I, I jumped much ahead. as I loved, yeah, much as I love Deadpool, and Deadpool is a fantastic movie. It's fantastic. I, I'd have I to love say, it. yeah, I'd have to. You know, Deadpool reinvented a whole genre. Yes. Um, which, which I think people hadn't had thought would never come back, which is the humorous r-rated action movie yes they really kind of brought it back in a way with a character that you know let's face it not not the world's most popular character no but, but almost the character perfect who, actor who, for the exactly role. i was i was gonna say the character who really ryan reynolds is <laughs> deadpool, deadpool 100 that's why he that's why it works because he's got that same kind of i don't give a toss mentality uh always willing to play hit play up the fool and play the joker and throwing that and leaning into that in a in a movie that actually the story is if you if you took the story beats away from that it's really kind of sad yes yeah. it's a horror but you know this is a guy who's dying of cancer and then gets screwed over by somebody because he's dying of cancer yep. yeah <laughs> you know and loses the love of his life at the same time because of that it's it's a it's an appalling story and yet they made it really really funny yep and you know they they uh, because it's deadpool they also take the mickey out of the whole superhero genre mm-hmm. and the way superhero films are made uh, and all of that you know even things like like oh yeah here's here's the x-men mansion where's everyone else oh you know i guess they're not uh, they're not licensable um we only get we the, didn't have uh, the budget for them <laughs> we didn't have the budget for the uh for the for the decent characters it's all it's all great stuff and i do love it and i love deadpool 2 and i know i'm gonna love deadpool 3 but i think um i i, I think we're talking about um two different types something of movies. that's something that's good against something that's that's really leads the genre yep uh the next one so captain america the winter soldier moves on Yep. Will he face Captain America? Because Captain America, the first one, the uh, first Avenger against 1989's Batman. Two totally different movies, but they do have some similarities. You know, this is they're both origin stories. Yeah. Um, I think, obviously, the, the Captain America origin story is, I hate to say more realistic, but it, it feels more grounded than the... Yeah weird world that tim burton built for this batman movie but that being said we cannot um overstate how important that batman movie is i mean if you go back to 1989 and 90 everything had a batman symbol on it everything oh yeah the the music Uh, the movie that it was everywhere i don't i don't think it i don't think it was just that though i mean obviously yes it was very very heavily marketed by because they knew they had a great great movie but i i think if you go back and look at superhero movies in general i i don't i you'd had you'd had superman in 1979 and then a bunch of tepid sequels yeah i think when batman came out in 1989 uh, at, at that time batman was kind of a joke yes because 
you know, he'd, he'd done his own things in the comic and they'd had the animated series and all of that. But really, most people who remembered Batman at the time remembered the 1960s TV show. Or we, Super Friends, it, it, which was just as bad. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, yeah, Batman was, was it, it was a little bit, it was a little bit, um, you know, passe, really. Yes. Uh, and And by really embracing the best of the darkness of the comics... And, and really, the, the the beauty, I think, of, of, of uh, Tim Burton's Batman is he really balances the light and dark of, you know, you've got this really brooding, serious character who's, who's kind of a bit messed up in the head. And then you've got um, uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker, who's who's also crazy, but completely the other end of the spectrum in terms, you know, it really is a balance of light and it dark. Is. Um, and and it. it you know, it really, it really just gels together into something. I, 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 I think the third act of Batman is the worst part of the movie. I agree. You know, the up, whole up until the, the Joker shoots Bruce Wayne. After yeah. that point, it goes downhill. But up until it, that it, point, it's just yeah. great. And and really, that yeah, that that final thing with the uh, the 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 floats running down the main street yeah, and then him and him in the bat plane trying to catch the, the balloons and the Joker shooting him down with an absurdly long gun. It all gets a little bit stupid at that point. Well, to, um, to be fair, we get a little bit of that in the first captain America movie when he takes the plane into the ocean. It's like, why, what are you doing? You don't have to do that. Yeah, I know. I know, but it, it, it's obviously stylistically, I think Tim Burton thought that it should be a little bit over the top in the final act of the first batman movie and i think unfortunately that kind of sowed the seeds of that universe's destruction yeah I because agree. the problem is every movie after that they kind of kept amping that up yeah they leaned that into that so, too hard yeah until by by the end of it yeah by we the george clooney time it was ridiculous yeah, yeah. we get bat nipples but, um, That's bad. yeah um but uh i still i still think um batman basically revitalized the genre um, but is that what it... makes it a better movie than Captain America 1 or not? Because think about the, the some of the scenes in the first Captain America movie. Here's a skinny kid not doing well in the calisthenics and stuff. They throw a fake grenade, and he's the one that jumps on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, the love affair oh, no, that don't he get falls me wrong. in love I, yeah. with Peggy, I, you totally get it. And, it, and that yeah. continues through all of the movies going forward and well, coming much, together much in as, Endgame. Yeah. Much as the, as the same, you know, pluses we, we mentioned about Winter Soldier here, Captain, uh, you know, uh, Captain Evans. Let's just call him Captain Evans. Um, Chris Evans is, he really understands this character. He gets how he wants to play him and it's there from the beginning. And a, a character who you would think would actually could be really, really cheesy. Uh, he kind of lands exactly in the right place in terms of no this guy's a hero and the cgi that they do to make skinny chris evans is so realistic exactly yeah yeah it's really really good and the you know the idea that he's the only one uh there'll never be another one like him and he realizes that and yet he still you know wants to play his part and and do the thing he was created for in you know and, and let's face it fighting nazis is yeah. always the right thing to do absolutely you know um it, they really they really do pull it off and and the the beautiful thing i think about the f- uh, the first avenger is that apart from the credit scene where he's woken up after he's frozen that could be a standalone movie and 100%. it would be almost a perfect superhero movie yeah um so it's really if they're both on the tv right now and there's only two channels you can get one's got the original batman 1989 on it and one's the first avenger captain america which one are you sticking with i kind of i'm kind of with captain america to be honest i i i think i certainly on that test i'd be more inclined to go with batman just because i've seen it far less yeah because batman came out in a time when you didn't get to see movies again as often as you do nowadays um so i've probably watched it less i I do have to remember as well um michael king's performance as batman in the last flash movie where he's reprising that character he's really good it was was so good it's the only thing that i actually because i rewatched the flash movie because it came out on hbo max um i rewatched it 
and it's better than I remember, but some parts are even worse, like the whole baby scene at the beginning. Just terrible. Well, yeah. We we sh- we should probably do a show where we talk about that movie and um, some of the others that come out this, yeah. e- this year. We will. Um, but uh, it'll probably be yeah, in the next I, bracket thing. I, I, I think I, I think I've got a coin flip this one. I can't choose between them. Okay, so I've already flipped the coin. I know what the yeah. result is. Um, which one are you going with? Heads is um, Captain America uh, Tales. Is, oh no! Wait, no, never mind. <laughs> That's not how it is. You, you pick heads. Kind of tails. ruins it, then. <laughs> yeah. So let me let me flip it again. So you went with Batman. I went with Captain America. It's been yeah, flipped. I'm saying heads. Batman wins. So okay. Batman 1989. I disagree, but it's uh It is what it is. So <laughs> it's a democracy. It's not going to win the next one. I could tell you that. Um, well, the, the other thing I would say is, is if, if, if we would, if we go with Captain America, then we have one Captain America moving up against another, and to me, that doesn't seem right. Um, I don't know. I think that's kind of good because that's what we've got right now: X Men right. First yeah. Class against uh, the original X Men movie in two thousand. So this is easy for me yeah. because I, I, I think I said before, I did not like the first x-men movie very much i did um, i really dug it when it first came out um i was not happy that they leaned into the whole matrix look with all the leather yeah. and stuff like that yeah. that they were too scared to do the costumes yeah. uh, and i get it because it was 2000 you know dead deadpool 3 will fix that this year well they will <laughs> we know that for a fact um but they're Look, Logan is not on this list. And I think Logan's one of the best comic book movies of all time. It's just brilliant yeah. from start to finish. Um, and you don't get that movie without this first X-Men. This is, let's be honest, this first X-Men, they didn't do a great job on some of the casting. Haley Berry was terrible The storm. I'd say most of the casting, to be fair. Yeah. Patrick Stewart, though, people, is, is... Patrick Stewart. Yeah, and Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman are the two standouts yes oh and, and Siri mckellen obviously as oh McNeese. of course yeah see that's yeah. think about was this the one that we see him in the camp at the beginning uh, at the beginning yeah. yes that uh, is bend, bending that the is gates, one of yeah. the best scenes i've ever seen in a movie yeah i i think i think maybe uh I, yeah, see it's I, better than well, you think I, but then right, you get okay. the saber tooth yeah. leaping which is like uh, well uh, well yeah but that those those things aside i dislike an awful lot of the rest of the movie um, the I bar like scene the where she, Ro- see, I thought Rogue did a pretty good job. Yeah, well, she was okay, but I don't think they made the best of the character. I agree because she was much better in the comics than what they did with her in the movies. Uh, I would think um, the opposite, honestly. I've never cared for no, her. No, I, I wanted to. I, well, no, in the, if you follow her arc through all the movies, she At wants the, to get rid of her. Pa- yeah. She wants to get rid of her power so she can kiss boys. Yes, right, and in the in the comic books, she goes and steals somebody's powers, kills them, and then basically owns it now to me that's a far more yeah she started as a villain she killed captain marvel (laughs) carol danvers she got captain marvel's powers that's how she's all powerful carol danvers comes back obviously but obviously um, nobody ever dies no yeah well (laughs) uncle ben um uncle uncle ben's (laughs) the next time he turns up at sales he's gonna be really pissed yes it's like they brought everyone back and they won't break you know i even came up with a great tagline and they never brought me back (laughs) so i don't know i I, there's so many things i like about x-men but first class well first class first of all first class was first class because it took what was effectively at that point because of the excesses of the mainstream movies it took what was a moribund franchise and it revitalized it by going well let's do a prequel what were these characters like when they were young and how did they become who they became well but they Uh, didn't really because some of the characters uh, none of the x-men make the transition over no but it 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 kind of sets up the whole idea of of, it's in the uh, 60s well, not only that, this this is basically, um, despite the fact that it has a kick-ass villain in Kevin Bacon, this is basically um, the uh, the Professor X versus uh, Magneto show. Yes, and it's brilliant. This is this is about you know how did they come to be on different sides of the same fight? Yeah, and um, and it really really pulls it off. They also let's face it, they. Um, Re, they rebooted uh, Mystique in a way that made her far more interesting yes. than she was in the main X-Men movies. <laughs> um, 
you know, yeah, X-Men First Class really was first class. I agree. Um, you know, I've said I, for years was, that this is the best X-Men movie. Yeah, and, and you know, it was directed by um, uh, Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. Who went on to do Kingsman yeah, which and Kick-Ass well, and stuff. Kings, the first two Kingsmen are great. The last one is terrible. Yeah, no, but I don't think he directed the last one. I think he handed it over to somebody I else. I think so, too. But, and and it also, it was written by uh, Jane, uh, Jane Goldman, who is the wife of a um, British TV host here. And she knows great stories and also comic books inside out. So does Matthew Vaughn. That's one of the reasons why First Class is so great. So I think we're both um, on the same page. First Class is moving ahead. I Well, the, but the flip side of that is X-Men gave us Saria McKellen, yep. Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman. Yeah. So it's really tough. I know. Because you, you'd almost say, unless, whether you like those first X-Men movies or not, uh, first class wouldn't need wouldn't have been made if it hadn't been for them um and all of those characters have reprised those roles time and time again over the years successfully even if the movies are in a bit bad are you so if if which which character in first class would you be excited to see in deadpool i, I would suggest probably none of them You'd no. rather see the no, same characters I, I, that the X-Men made. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Fassbender's take on Magneto in First Class. Um, James McAvoy was, I didn't really dig it for uh, Professor X. No, I didn't believe him that he becomes Patrick Stewart. No. He didn't no, have the gravitas not. that Stewart no. has. He, he was very good as a young Professor X. Yes. Uh, as Charles Xavier. But you don't believe he will become Mm-mm. the sage, sage, powerful mutant in the wheelchair. I think that as movies go, I think First Class is a better movie. But for what we're doing, I think that maybe X-Men is a better... Because it started so I think, much. I think... We I wouldn't have, have the down. MCU without the X-Men. We just wouldn't. No. I think I think I have I'm coming down even though I don't like the movie itself I'm coming down towards X-Men rather than First Class. I think First Class is is like you say is a great standalone movie. I I also don't like much what they did afterwards. I don't either. The second one the second one was okay, the third one was awful. The fourth one I've not even seen. I don't even um, remember the third and fourth one at this point. The third one is um Apocalypse and then the fourth one is uh, No, that was uh, the that, Phoenix. that wasn't first class x-men that was the original yeah it was the first it was the first class x-men all the first they did first class and then they did the sentinel movie that was the next one yeah and then they the phoenix is not no that's the x-men that's the regular no no they did you it's so bad you've not seen it you don't know they redid um we're using the first class characters oh that's right yeah yeah um that one i've not even seen because i heard it was so terrible so we're going x-men 2000 X-Men 2000. Wow. Upset. Yeah, we talked well, ourselves yeah, into su- it. I'm because just by looking there. at the two together, I would have went with first class. Yeah. Because I think it's I a think better movie. But taking everything into consideration, how long that these characters have been played by the same actors because, look, this that's 24 years ago, man. Yeah. And we're still talking about Hugh Jackman in the role. We're not talking yeah. about anybody in first class in the role still. We're just not. Yeah. Um, and for and let's be honest, Xavier is a totally different character than Picard. Uh, absolutely. You know, totally yeah. different. Yeah. Um, our last one, <laughs> neither one of these will get to the final. <laughs> We've got the 1998 Blade against the 2018 Venom. Now, remember, Venom beat Judge Dredd, which wasn't very difficult. And yeah. Blade beat League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is... <laughs> It's sad that we even used them, but here you go. So, uh, I, I would, I think Venom on this one, just because I enjoy the movie more. Um, hmm. I don't know. I, it's been so long since I've seen Blade, um, and it was more of a vampire movie than it was a comic book movie. But the character well, yeah. was a hundred percent from the comics. It's yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I it's it's a much more serious movie. And Wesley Snipes acts as butt off in this movie. Uh, but I heard some of the things that he was doing behind the scenes, which made me go, ugh, especially in the later ones. He, he yeah. didn't want nobody to talk to him, and he was just a dick. 
Um, yeah. And I love Tom that, Hardy. Yeah. I Well, I, I think Venom is a, is a movie that's, that's, as I think we've said before, is very much raised by the performance of its lead actor. Yeah. In that if they'd have put, you know, generic pretty boy in there, um, as they could well have done. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's be a little bit mean here. The guy who's the guy who plays um plays Cyclops in X Men two thousand. Uh Mardstein. Mardstein? Something like that. Yeah, he'd been terrible. Mar- Mardstein? No. Yeah. James somebody. Oh, uh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking of You know the guy. Yes. Yeah. And then and then he was in he was in um Superman Returns yes. as uh Lois Lane's husband. Yeah. And he was in Westworld and stuff like that, right? I really hated him as Cyclops. I really hated him as Cyclops. Um, no, I'm right. He's, James Mards, Mards. I can't think of how it. No, no, he's not James Mar- Margold. That's the director of Logan. Um, James Marsden. Yes. Marsden. That's right. Yes. yes. Marsden. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. He was also in Sonic. Um, he was in Sonic. And actually, Sonic, I think, is his best work. Oh, I yeah. think he's much better. No, much uh, best. the prince, the the one where he's the prince and he comes in in forward in time or something or he becomes real or something i don't even remember what the movie was but oh enchanted yes he was really good in that all right uh, yeah but I, again i think he's much better suited to comic stuff i agree than he is to the serious stuff yeah. and and venom has terrible. some comic stuff in it but it's very yeah dark I, humor but james i mean he's a bit too old for the role now, yes. but james marsden is the sort of person that sort of actor is the sort of person i would have been if you'd when you told me beforehand they were making venom other i would have imagined they would have cast uh and i think it would have fluffed it yeah completely fluffed it whereas tom hardy is an oscar-winning actor is he has he won an oscar if he's not he should have done anyway he's an amazing actor great, he's so good yeah yeah i mean he knocks it out of the park yeah. in pretty much everything he does and if they turn and venom dark who who's better than him to turn that exactly dark? yeah but also i i think his I mean, it was a stupid, stupid movie. Yes. Made by a stupid studio. And he 100% commits to it. Yeah. He yeah. carries the entire which, movie. Which which is what makes it. Because you've re- if you've got an actor who's committed to it, then it re- you really believe the incredibly stupid idea yes. that this alien symbiote takes you over. Yep. And you can have conversations with it. And you can talk it out of killing people. Um, and all of that, you know, and and I also love with Venom the fact that they that rather than it being a secret, everyone who knows him knows he's Venom. Yes, everybody, no. and it does, and it doesn't matter because everybody kind of goes, oh, you know, Venom and Venom and him the, uh, and Eddie, they're all right together. Yep, you know, and uh, and so people are kind of cool with it and, and aren't going to go and dob him into the authorities and all of that, and they recognise that, you know, he's. It, so here's the thing with with Venom. He plays him as a character who is is morally ambiguous. He's a he's a, he's a bad he's a good guy who's made some bad mistakes and keeps making bad mistakes. And he's trying to be just every day just a little bit better than he was the day before. Yes, he's not somebody who's gone. I will embrace these powers and use them for good. No, he's a loser even after he gets the he's powers. He's a loser even after he gets the powers. He's a loser, and even the symbiote thinks he's a loser because yeah, he is. And yet, yeah, but sticks with him, and I think I think that the way that's brought across is really it is even though it's a movie about an alien symbiote, it kind of grounds it. Yep. Um, so that's one of the reasons that I truly love Venom, and even the sequel, which wasn't as good. Um, I I did. I, so we're I going really Venom. Enjoy them. I, well, I I certainly get a lot more out of that movie than I get out of Blade. I agree. Um, as great as the as great as the performance is, and I, I do agree with you. I mean, he 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 is, really is Blade. Wasn't Ryan and Reynolds in that, or did Ryan Reynolds come in at the second movie? I can't remember. Yeah, doesn't so matter. Long. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's our bracket set for the next episode. It's Captain America: The Winter Soldier against 1989's Batman. And it's the 2000 X-Men against 2018's Venom. Yeah. I think I know well, who's going to win the first one. I'm, I'm not sure about X-Men and Venom. That's a, that's a strong one, but I kind of some, think Something you've just said, though. Deadpool 4. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool and, and Blade. There you go. That's, that's Match made in heaven. That's the, movie, that's the movie we need to make, have made. Yep. So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of The Geek's Pub. We'd love it if you gave us feedback. It's... Um, mail at no it's a uh, feedback at geekspubpodcast.com um but really we post stuff under tech fan if, if you go to facebook we're under tech fan podcast 
Because um, that's not confusing no. at all. Uh, I've already pretty much killed everything but the MyMac thing and um, X, formerly known as Twitter, but it's always going to be Twitter. I don't care what Elon Musk says. Um, yeah, send us some feedback. Do you agree with our picks or not? Uh, yeah. David, we'll be back next week or the week after, depending on how your schedule goes. For Tech Fan, we've got a lot to talk about. The uh, Vision Pro is coming. Apple just yep. released this uh, stupid video that some people seem to really like about how they make it. And I watched it and I was like, this is stupid. Why does anybody care? D- what, what I don't understand is I've not heard from Apple PR about my review in it yet. Yeah, no. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Um, so we're going to talk about that next week. There's a lot of stuff going on in tech that's going to be uh, fun to discuss. And I will talk to you then, David. Talk to you then. Bye.